All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time for the Wally and the Thought Show, presented by SportsInteraction.com. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Welcome to the Wally and the Thought Show, everybody. I'm Brent Wallace. He's Mark Mathot. But, Meth, I just want to point out today we're renaming the show the Wabam Show. Uh, that's a Craig decision. Uh, because, uh, as always, we have our good friend Bobby Ryan on the show. And really, Bobby's like the guy now that he can just come in your house and go right to the fridge and get whatever he wants or get the snacks. Yeah, he's you don't have to wait on him anymore. Yeah. Very comfortable. Yeah. Yep. That's, a, I think that's I important. Um, so uh, before, before we get to that, as always, the show brought to you by sportsinteraction.com. go to sportsinteraction.com, uh, especially for all the Stanley cup playoff odds. Uh, we'll get to Meth's uh, great decision-making uh, through round one. Uh, go to sportsinteraction.com slash walling the thought uh, Canada's law, uh, leading sports book. Also, that show brought to you by Whitewater Beer. Go to shopwhitewater.ca. Use the wham-funky fresh coupon code. That'll help you select anything you want, really, from the shop. Uh, you can mix and match any of your choices. They do have a couple of new flavors out. One is the North South, uh, and there's also the Funky Fresh, which is a kiwi lime sour, and uh, it's very good on summer nights. Uh, as always, uh, now we like to welcome into the show uh, Bobby Ryan, who is out on the West Coast, my friend. Uh, Bobby, come on in, take off your shoes, and uh, thanks for joining us as always. <laughs> and raid the fridge. All right. The Wabam show. I'm in, and I like it. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> it's always good to be with you guys. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have to pay you more for that, but, yes, we appreciate it every time you stop by. How are things uh, in sunny California? Well, am I going to up? Yeah. Am I going to up my price to more soda? Is that all I got? That um, stuff's expensive. But uh, it is, man. It is. It's like – 
I mean, it's like going to a dinner and getting a mocktail. It's seven bucks, whether you like it or not. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate it. It was a great, it was a great gesture, but things are good out here. It's gorgeous out here. Um, it's, it's early, but it's supposed to be gorgeous today. So we'll see. Well, we've been out for a little bit. We're enjoying it. Do you surf? I don't surf. Uh, I did surf a little bit when I lived here and played here. Um, uh, not a ton. I'm not an, I, I don't enjoy ocean, so I've been out of it, but I'm a big wake surfer during the summer. Uh, but nothing's, nothing's coming for you in the lake. Right. So <laughs> I, I prefer that over the ocean quite a bit. It's Bobby. It's, it's, uh, have you seen any of those clips? I guess now there's like more studies on, I, I feel like we've had this discussion before where there's more drone footage now of surfers along those coasts and there are far more sharks nearby than I think was previously thought. So now they're showing these people on their wakeboards or, or even on their, on their surfboards. And there's all towards all kinds of like outlines of sharks sort of swimming in the area. And they're usually, they're usually good, but it just takes that one curious little guy to come and take a little bite. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. And then one, once getting like, you know how it goes once. Wow. Wow. Let's try this again. Once one little guy gets in there and gets a nibble, the rest are going to follow peer pressure. So uh, I'm out. I got no time for it. The general rule of thumb was like, if, if you saw dolphins, you were safe. And, you know, if you didn't, you had to be on your guard a little bit down got at Newport it. Beach. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I just said I'm done. I'm out. There's, I don't enjoy There's seaweed. There's all sorts of stuff. No, I'm out. No. <laughs> no. So just you're give a me pool back guy. Idaho in the lake. I'm a lake guy. Yeah. Yeah, anywhere I don't have to take my shirt off and show the dad bod off, I'm good. <laughs> I, wear a, I wear a wetsuit and a life vest. Get a wetsuit on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, the water is 80 today. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, speaking of tarps off, which Meth likes to do every day in the summer, is Brady Kachuk, also known to be tarps off. But this time, I don't know if you guys have seen that. He's obviously cheering on his brother Matthew with Calgary. He's at the game wearing the Friendship Tour t-shirt. Uh, there are, there's always going to be people that are disappointed and say, oh, how can you cheer for another team? I love it. I don't know about you guys as players, but I think it's fantastic to see that whole entire family get behind their brother or son or whatever and cheer him on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm initially, cause I love Brady. I'm a Brady super fan. I will fully admit that. I thought initially though, I, th I had a hard time with it initially. I mean, you're the captain of another team and you're going to go over and, but I get it. You're supporting your brother. I think it's one thing if you're like up in a box and you're kind of hiding and you're watching the game and whatever, but it's another like chugging beers wearing a Calgary Flames <laughs> t-shirt. I, I guess from a player's perspective, it's not something that I would do, but I'm also not Brady Kachuk making X amount of money, captain being a captain of a team. So that maybe that's what I should have done, but uh, either way, I love the guy and I, I would support my brother too. I just don't know that I would do it to that extent. Yeah, I'd be in the box hiding, doing it, like, kind of thing. I'd be right – I'm not I'm not torn on it. Like, at the end of the day, um, it, it's still good press for the Senators and it's still good press for Ottawa, so there, yeah. there is that side of it. But, yeah, I think I would probably tone it down a notch. Um, yeah. Could you imagine if he had done no. it in 2007 or 2008? It'd be a much different exactly. story. Yeah, exactly. so um, – I got, I got no issue. He's cheering on a family yeah. member. He's there with his dad. They're going to be seen not only because he's Brady, but because his dad's Keith. Um, so 
everybody's elevating it to a little bit more than it is. But yeah, I, I would be a little more toned down than that, but I still love it. I yeah. think it's great. And I like that he got going with off. He, he went with the let's go send or let's go out of a chance to try and get him going on his team. So he's not anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, and, and I think we have to understand that that's just the Kachuk family. That like, that's what yeah. you get. If you're going to yes. draft them and you're going to have them on your team, like big Walt and company, all of them, that's just how they are. They're very involved. They're very passionate. They like to have their beers and have a good time. So it's just, you know, it's part and parcel with, with the player and the family. Right. You draft the family. No question. I, I just think you two are a little bit of stick in the muds. I think it's entertainment. uh, And that's what we drastically lack in the national hockey league. I am all for it. I don't care. He could be at the glass hammering on it for all I care. I just think it's good. Yeah. It's fun, right? See, but, but don't pin this. Don't pin this like like Bobby and I are suggesting that it was a bad thing. All I'm saying is that if it was me, and I'm pretty sure Bobby yeah, would no. echo the same thing, we would probably be a little more toned down. But that's just my personality. I wouldn't want to be the center of attention. So because like you're the captain of another NHL team, like you know everyone's going to be watching you. You know that the broadcast is going to know exactly where you're sitting, and you're going to yeah. get airtime on TV. So you know that's 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 where I'm coming from. No, I get it. And that, and the captain thing for me is maybe it's a big deal. And, and I, and I can appreciate that completely. And we're not used to seeing anything remotely close to this. I can't for the life of me think of any time we've seen another sibling wearing team colors, especially if you're the captain. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board. Like as soon as I got over the first initial shock of it, I was like, I want to see more of this. Right. Right. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. No, I got, I got no issue. I drink a better beer. I, well, I don't know what he was drinking, but it well, was yeah, but like Michelob Ultra. What is it? White they're drinking, water? They're drinking those. <laughs> there's well, they're drinking those light ones because I, I mean we don't know how many they're pounding, right? Like if you're if they're putting in a shift, that's probably why they're going with the 80 calorie beers. That's just my guess. Have you seen yeah, well, the prices? Yeah, that's fair. Huh? Have you no, seen I the haven't. prices at arenas for beers? They're crazy. Maybe that's all they can they want to shell out is for the light ones. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Let's not talk about <laughs> prices and inflation right now. I'm going to go on a rant. Yeah. So I was going to say, always... well, you know what? Free in the... I don't know what they pay, what everybody pays for them elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> sauna beers. <laughs> sauna beers. That is, that is a real thing. And I mean, obviously Bobby's not drinking now, but, but like when we, when we played, I don't know. Can you guys hear me right now? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say when we played, after a big win, it was not uncommon to go in the sauna and pound a couple beers after the game. There might be a handful of guys. They'd bring a pail with a bunch of snow or ice in it, and you'd sit in there, and it would take, like, one or two beers. Like, you're already dehydrated going in the sauna. <laughs> then you're mixing in a beer and sweating even more, and you'd walk out, and you're, like, looking sideways. Like, what just happened? Yeah. We had a good time. We it was had, fun. We essentially hacked pre-gaming for the bar. We had it yeah. over the lifetime. <laughs> I so don't recommend true. it, but but it was like, and then messed it after a big win, but equally after a big loss. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It, it, it was pretty automatic there for my, especially my first two years. I was like, okay, this is a, this is a, I had never done it before. We, we didn't have that in Anaheim. There was no hot or sauna. So um steam room yeah steam steam room beers just don't hit the same it's great (laughs) the steam rooms it's weird because because you can't see across like you can't see any of the guys that you're that you're sitting in there with and it's so humid so it just like it's just kind of gross right but the sun is dry you can still talk a bunch of naked dudes having beers shooting the shit about the game gotta love it yep 
Yeah, I missed was that. It, was it always the same group? Uh, eh, I don't know. More or less, though. Yeah, yeah. Because it was always Zach Smith and and Carl and um, Dion, and Smith. Grizz, yeah, Dion, uh, MacArthur, Dion, yeah. whoever whoever wanted to go in. Yeah, but it was usually yeah. the same guys. Yeah, you're right. Okay, fair enough. Uh. <laughs> And this show just gets quickly off track whenever the two of you start chatting. Uh, as always, <laughs> help me be, this show brought to you by uh, BEI, Bonisher Excavating, Inc. Don't forget, if you're looking to do your landscape this summer, uh, give them a shout for stone aggregate, maybe uh, redoing the driveway. Bonisher Excavating here to help with all that competitive pricing. Uh, give them a call, 613-432-1120, or go to BonisherExcavating.com. BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Uh, guys, before we move on to round one, Tim Stutzla, I don't know if you guys saw yesterday at the World Championships, uh, injures yep. the same left knee that he got hit on with Nick Suzuki. He missed two games at that particular point back in April 7th. Should there, I, there is no update that I know of as of yet. Should there be a little cause for concern as the way he left the ice uh, in the Germany game? Well, I mean, <clears throat> it didn't look good. We saw him limping down the hallway after the, after the little collision, if that's what you want to call it. And yeah. You saw Timmy just give him the token little slash on the way out and then gets called. They actually ended up scoring on that power play that Timmy took the, the, the penalty kill. So anyway, uh, what's, what's going to happen with him? I mean, I think, and Bobby can relate to this playing a lot of international stuff. I think it's just, it's the last thing you want, right? Like yeah. you're, you're playing for your country. It's, it's sort of that extracurricular angle. You're not playing with your hockey club that's actually paying you so apparently Pierre Dorian was in the building too apparently or yeah I could be right yeah he was there so that's tough like you're gonna get hurt you're you're an emerging star player in the league I just hope it's not serious I hope it's just you know non-surgical might just need a little bit of time off uh have you guys heard anything I mean I haven't heard of exactly what the injury is but no. it did, it's it's to me I just look at no matter what the injury is and you can relate this to Braden Point the other night I'm always looking at the reaction. Is he getting up on yes. his own? Is he walking off? Is he coming back? Can he put weight on his leg? That those are tough ones. So I, I mean, I'm thoughts are with Timmy, and I'm hoping that he has a quick recovery. But as it stands, I'm not going to pretend like I know what he hurt. It looks like it was his knee, maybe, or something, or his hip, or I, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, enough. We, well, we played against each other at the Worlds over there the one year that we actually went. I went. And I yeah. was like, I'll never do this again. Um, yeah. And, and like, I think I got asked like eight years out of the, you know, the time I was in the league. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not, it, 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 they sell it to you. Like, we're going to go there. We're going to do this. I know. Compete, but yeah. And then you get, and for Timmy and, you know, every European, it means way more to the European yes. countries than, than no North question. American. So it's a, I get it, but it's like, basically you're going to play in the NIT tournament. Right. If you're, if you, you know, if a college basketball fan, you don't make March badness, you play in the NIT. Yeah. And I went and it was, it's like a month. Uh, I, it was just a, it, it's just not a time to have so, a guy get injured. So I hope it's quick and I hope it's just something that he's rehabbing for a couple of weeks and, and he's back to normal. Cause now you're talking about missing a month of off season where Tim's bingo. young kid that's still getting stronger every day. He's yeah. missing that. That that sucks. And that, I don't I don't even know who they were playing, but it's probably a throwaway game because most of them are in those tournaments. Yeah. Until you get into quarters. Um, yeah, it was brutal. Brutal. I hope he's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like to your point, because and I mean, I was less inclined to decline it 
because I was sort of a pigeon player in comparison to you when I was getting asked back in like the early or later 2000s when I started, I went to three of them and I didn't, I, I really enjoyed the first one. The other two felt like work. Um, I love Hockey Canada. They do a great job. I'm sure the U.S. is the same where they take care of the guys and it's a nice setup. Logistically, they'll take care of you. They'll fly your family over after a week. It's great. But you just mentioned it, Wally. You said it's a month, potentially, I should say, a month-long tournament. It's a bit of a grind. Not many people are watching over here. I mean, I'm doing the coverage right now over uh, in Toronto for it. I'm going back on Thursday. I don't know how many people are actually paying attention, but I think from a player's perspective, and I think that the teams deal with this, particularly the U.S. and Canada, they get a lot of guys decline it, right? Like the amount of players that actually say no would, I think, surprise a lot of people. You just don't hear about it when they're selecting these teams, right? So I, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. It's really cool if you've never experienced. I, I encourage every player to go and try it out if they do get asked. But like the second, third, fourth times, it can start to get a little old. Because like I, I was rooming with Jay Bomeister, who was a mute. Like he does not speak. <laughs> and and you guys know what it's like in Europe. Those beds, they're like, they're very, like they're like little captain beds, like my bit, my kid's bed like upstairs. A futon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and and you're you're sleeping two feet away from a stranger that you don't know whatsoever. That guy is in your personal space, and it's like like my like my Burroughs experience. That my second or third time that I went over. Alex Burroughs was my roommate. He snored like a chainsaw, like it was insane. So that one night, it was like three a.m. Earlier on in the tournament, I had a really bad back. I could barely skate. I called my agent like middle of the night. I'm like Larry. Get me the fuck out of here. I do I do not want to play. I don't want to deal with this. This is torture. I'm not even getting to this. I was on I was on a plane the next day. I went home. So you know what I mean? Like it's it's what you expect. You know, like some guys are going away on vacations. Here you are grinding, not sleeping, playing more hockey for free. So there are different different perspectives for sure. <laughs> Uh, well, I will say 2019, uh, the last Worlds I did, I think they asked upwards of 70 different players to come to Canada. There you go. Or they or they had 70 people reject them at the time, um, yeah. which was, I mean, it's crazy how many players they do ask. Now, I want to go. I, I, want, yeah, go I just want to add one more thing just before, because I'm shitting all over it. It is a fantastic <laughs> tournament. It's yeah. incredibly entertaining. Like, like, it's very entertaining, and I encourage people to pay attention and watch. I was only speaking from a player's vantage point. There is a little bit of reluctance there. I feel like I felt like I needed to kind of yeah. tie that off there at the end. If okay. you go and end up being a world champion like Nick Paul or Connor Brown or any of those Amazing. guys, you get you get to wear that the rest of your life, right? Like that's you yeah. get to say I'm a world champion. So that's kind of neat. I, I understand though yeah. the, the grind. I want to go back to uh, Tim Stutzer for one second. You talked about watching reactions. One of the reactions I always watch is once they're down the tunnel, what they do, and he was livid, right? Like. And there, and there was, was the stick, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, like the stick slamming or whatever. That to me tells me he's hurt. He was, he was sassy though. Like, cause I was over there watching a lot of the games, obviously like his first two games. And there's, there was just something going on there. Um, he wasn't dominating any of the games by any means whatsoever. He was still looking for his first goal. I mean, Mo Sider, who is sick had like three points in his first game with Germany. So I, I'm saying this because I, I felt like something was going on with Timmy and you could see that he was very up. Like he, he looked like he was pissed off for those first couple of games. He looked frustrated. Pressure. So I don't know. I want to know. Yeah, it could be that. And did, was he already dealing with a little nagging injury to begin with? Like I, I've got a lot of questions. Maybe it's there. the knee. 
Yeah. It's boys. There was an update this morning uh, from Gord Miller. Uh, it's it's not as bad as they thought, and it's going to be okay. Re- good. Reevaluated in the next few days. That's, there that's, you go. That's the latest out of. Uh, All right. Did Gord, like, Craig, did they say it's a knee? They they did not say. It. They okay. did not, but I mean, I think pretty clearly. I think it is. I just don't think it's as bad as they originally right, right. thought. So that's good. That's good. That's good. Good yeah. news. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll move on to uh, round one. Uh, the NHL playoffs is ones that we've seen. Fifty-one games in round Dante, one. He's Get What's, me that? Out. <laughs> What's that? He's doing the same thing you did, though. I think there's a oh, lag. Yeah. <laughs> but I, he's he's on the phone with his agent. He's going, get me out. I don't want to play. Get me out. He's, You're probably he's right. Back in Germany You're probably in two right. Days. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um. All right, let's just go right to round one in the playoffs. Uh, Matt, let's start with you going uh, perfect eight for eight in round one. You and Wayne Gretzky now be in the same sentence together. Uh, I think That's it was awesome. like 5.6% of all the brackets went perfect. So congratulations. You picked St. Louis, Florida, and Tampa in all uh, perfect games, if you will. Uh, I went six for eight because I chose some with my heart. I was one of the LA Kings to beat Edmonton because <laughs> I just didn't think Edmonton could play any defense. And uh, I thought right. Minnesota deserved to win a round. Anyway, so we'll, uh, Bobby, how did you do in round one? Um, I lost one round. I took Min- I, I, I thought it was going to be home series. I just thought that they had a chance at, with the game, game seven at home. So uh, a perfect seven for seven for eight. If you if you take that one out, I was a, I went with my gut on that one. It was a toss up, and I, I don't yeah. I don't know. I should have I should have went with experience. I should have, but uh, yeah. other than that, I'm I'm rolling pretty steady here. Yeah. Good. By the way, a perfect it doesn't include seven for eight. I don't think you can say. I threw it out. I gave myself 100%. No, I gave myself 100% because it was a pick-up, so I'm good. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, There was the the goal scoring. Okay, so you two tell me, do you like the playoffs with all the goals, or would you prefer to see the 3-2, 1-0, 2-1 games? The average average in opening round math, 6.4 goals per game. Yeah. Well, okay. I didn't like the way the first couple games went only because it, I felt like the refs were really horned up when it came to blowing the whistle. Yep. I thought there yep. were way too many, but, but in a bunch of people, and I made a comment about that online. And then a lot of people reassured me that, you know, the players will adjust. I thought they did. I think it was a combination though. I think the players adjusted a little, and I think the referees sort of made an adjustment as well. Like I watched that game seven, for example, well, both game sevens, but, but particularly the Leafs one, where the refs started putting the whistles away a little more. So the pushing and yeah. shoving stuff, yeah. the pushes, pushes to the to ground, the ground or to the ice, I should say, those were not called. So that was good. I thought that was okay. I like the high scoring though. That's exciting to me. And I am a big proponent and supporter of high scoring games. I think everybody is. It's good for the game. I just didn't like the lack of flow early on, but I thought it adjusted as the yeah. series went on. Fair enough. Uh, Bobby, were there any surprises yeah, I agree. for you? I, I agree. No. Oh, no, I mean, your your favorites won most of the series, yeah. right? So, um, yeah. no, you know what? I didn't, I don't, I don't like blowouts because there was a, quite a few of them in the first round. True. I, True. I think you, you just, you just want to see bad games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I turned to quite a few games off because it was four to one and uh, I don't enjoy that. I, but right. I don't know, a bit of a list in that sense, but there, there were some goalies that just didn't play well. Uh, yeah. 
um, early on. So I thought it was a, I thought it was a good first round, but I'd like to have seen tighter games early. And we'll get to a couple of those goalies in a sec. The the one thing that and I talk about lower scoring games is because I want that next goal to mean something. It felt like in the first round you could be down two goals and you'd be like, ah. Eh, I think they might come back. I think there's a chance they're still going to come back and there's, you're going to score two goals in the old days. Like when meth played and you played, and I know it's only 2017, um, but is, is that you knew that each goal was important. Yeah. And, and you're, you're right. And that, that is that excitement level factor that you're looking for in those tight games. But then you can counter that argument with, okay, maybe something close, but look how many game sevens you had in that first round alone. So that kind of balances it out a little bit, I think, is at least yeah. the series as a whole was was competitive, mostly across the board. But I, I feel like you're going to see a little bit different. It's it's going to be a different type of game now in this next round. Like, I, I don't think you're going to see that same sort of potential blow back and forth game. You've got more consistent goaltending now in the second round, more balance across the board. I think it's going to be an absolute battle with some of these series. Like that, that Alberta series and that Florida series is going to be a bloodbath. At least I feel like it will be. I could be wrong, but I feel like you're going to get a lot of drama and it's going to be a lot of entertainment. Well, as we switch to round two, uh, this is where uh, Bobby has a costume change or at least a set change. And so he's moved. Yeah, where is Bobby? <laughs> That's gorgeous. Like, look at that background. It's beautiful. That's, That's Orange County. Imagine getting traded from there to Canada. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we're going to have to cut that clip. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I, I figured maybe the Wi-Fi was bad because I was hiding from the family, but no, you're I, gonna, I came out Bob, here. Bobby, you're going to piss off a lot of very insecure Canada residents with that comment, but, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, all yeah. good fun. It's all good. Maybe it's I Canada love, Lakes. I love Canada. I know. Yeah, I, know I love it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I love <laughs> you're, time you're allowed. You're allowed to say it. You lived out there, so there's no there's no offense. Hey, uh, I was essentially done, Robin. So uh, yeah, true. I, true. Hey, I had no issue with my time there, so it was a good <laughs> joke. And I'll just leave it at a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I'm so I, I don't want to. I just want to add that man. That Florida series is going to be. Yeah. Um, last year I felt so robbed because they had to play in the first round, and I know that was a, I know it was a Stanley Cup final, right? Yeah, um, totally. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to. It's not going to be awesome if Kucherov's playing hurt, like yeah, I think he is probably. Man, he looks yeah. so off. Right. Like, yeah. like yeah. I just, yeah. and, and, and I know he's got like that swagger that like um, nonchalant sort of, he almost looks lethargic at times. Like it's lacking effort, but it was yeah. like compounded this round. But then I looked down and he still had a pretty good round point wise. Like I didn't realize how much production he had, you know, like I was, yeah. I was going to be <laughs> critical of his play and then he ended up leading the team in points. That's so, I mean, I, I don't know, but between him and Sergachev, there were a couple guys that really did not impress me. Like I'm shocked they got through that first round with the way they played at times. Yeah, I was too. I, uh, I, I they're they're probably tired, man. Like they played yes. a lot of hockey. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I don't want to give my predictions, but I think this is where it really catches them, especially if points down. I mean, this is that was the other one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's, it's, so but yeah, do you have do you have uh, so you have Florida taking okay, this wait, round? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Yep. We'll, we'll pick them I at the going, end. Matt. We can just discuss. Okay. Them sorry. Them. Well, okay. Well, in, in close, is it your so, show? To, close, to, to wrap, to wrap up that point, I would agree with Bob that Tampa, and I've been saying this to a lot of people. I'm like, I don't think you understand how taxing it is to yeah. play like two Stanley cup back to backs with what, like a month off in the summer. And then right back onto that grind. Like you, you could see it in their legs. 
in yep. that first round. Game it one. was a miracle. It, yes. Like it was a miracle to me that even the game seven, did you see Toronto just absolutely yes. engulf them with pressure in that first, the whole first period. It wasn't just like, okay, here's 10 minutes of, of adrenaline and piss and vinegar. Cause we're at home. Like that was carried into the entire first period where I'm like, there's no way Tampa's winning this game. And they did. I, I don't know how they did it, but yeah. Anyway, some will say the refs, um, the, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. The, uh, but the one thing is about that series, the Florida Tampa series is the goaltending, which I thought would be perhaps the difference makers. They're the two yeah. lowest save percentage teams left in the playoffs. Both of their goalies, Bobrovsky and Vasilevsky under 900 save percentage in round one. Um, right. I'm shocked at how Vasilevsky was pretty oh. pedestrian in round one. He was, he was, he wasn't that. He was, I thought he was solid, but, but I, I feel like the, the elephant in the room here is Braden point though. Like he's, yeah. he's probably their best player right now. Like at no least question. consistently wise. And he's not going to, he's, I mean, based off of what we saw that injury, I mean, to me, that's the difference maker in this series. If you're looking to make a pick, yep. I feel like that's your, that's your X factor. Yeah. Well, John, yeah, Cooper, I, agree. I, um, I, and on top of, I mean, Vasilevsky to me looked like, all right, we're, we're in a do or die situation. So I'm going to yeah. take the game over what I have to. And then exactly. he's like, I, it just felt like he could, he knows when he can turn it on and he knows when he doesn't have to. And I mean, you he saw it in game it. seven. Yeah. That, it, that's just, he's like, guys, I've done this, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe. this is only the first round. I'll, like, I'll be there. How, I think he's going to be fine. How good was he? Like some <laughs> of those saves I'm, in that, in that, in that game seven for just as an example, like my God, but he makes it look so easy and he does it so often that you're just like, you expect that of him. But then when you go back and watch the highlights, you're like, good God, this guy's the best yeah. in the world yeah. under that kind of pressure against, against Toronto. Anyway. I agree. Uh, John Cooper did say point out likely for a doubtful game one. And he's day to day afterwards. So we'll oh, see what that means. But even hey, when he comes back, he won't be the same. Th they have the secret weapon though. We know we have not discussed Nick Pollitt up until this point. Uh, and how about yeah. like, do we not feel pretty good for Nick Paul who, had perhaps the best game he's ever had in game seven of a first round when he got to play in the playoffs. Yeah, I do. I, I actually, not just Nick Paul, but anybody that takes a gamble on himself. I, I like when they get rewarded. Um, Amen. Loved when Duclair did it uh, and got rewarded with the contract he got. And now, I mean, he's a healthy scratch down there right now, which is incredible. Yes, but uh, six. that, yeah, but that being said, I probably took the gamble. I, I, I kept in touch with Paulie through the year a little bit. And um, I, I was stoked for him, man. I, I, put it out on Twitter that uh, it's just nice to see guys that that go ahead and say, you know what, like I got more than what I'm, what I'm playing right now. I can be a little more offensive, which, you know, it doesn't have to be in the role that he's playing there, but he's excelling in that role. And I mean, he's just like, and we've talked about it at nauseum. He's a, he's a Swiss army knife and all of a sudden you need some offense and he finds it in game seven, which I thought was incredible. And uh, I, I don't know, he, he probably put an extra half million in his tank right there. It just goes to show you how big and yourself included, Bob, like the bigger birds, like the guys that have size and are hard to push around. You absolutely need those guys in the postseason. They're the ones that can get you that out muscled type goal at the last minute when the time, you know, at the right time. I just, that's an issue that I thought Toronto was missing. Like they got like Pierre Ingball maybe on that third line, I believe on the right side, he's six foot five, 
doesn't play even a quarter as physical as a player Paulie does. Like, like, you know what I mean? Some, another guy, I won't name his name, but made a joke about how he could play with an egg in his under his jersey all game and wouldn't be an issue, right? You wouldn't crack the egg. So, uh, so I won't out him, but he actually told me that yesterday. He's a beauty. So, so like for me, I, I just, I'm a huge fan like you, Bobby. It's just, I'm a huge fan of Paulie's because he's just the kind of guy you want to cheer for and the balls that it takes when someone's dangling a, a big deal in front of you before the trade deadline and they're saying, okay, here's a little security. You want it? And you say, no, thank you. I think I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to go elsewhere. And he did that. And I mean, I admire that so much because when I was negotiating with Ottawa and they were dangling that carrot, I'm, I'm like being held back by my agent not to grab that thing. Right. So, <laughs> so good for Nick Paul. We're cheering him on here in the second round, but I just think with Florida, it's going to be tough. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Let's take your, then as we do this, we will take your Tampa, Florida predictions, Bobby, I will start with you. I'm going I'm going to take Florida in six. I think I think Vasilevsky steals a home game, and I think he probably steals a road game. But they they close it out in six. Is my guess. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have. Uh, what did yeah. I? Yeah, I had Panthers in six. Same thing on my yeah. on my paper here. So I tried and breaking I, uh, it down like in the first round. It's easy. See, like doing stuff like this for guys like Bobby and I is a little easier because we're not far removed from the game. So we know a lot of the players. We know who we're betting on. It's almost unfair. It's kind of Pete yeah. Rose ish. But I think I think for me. Yeah, it's the same as Bob. I'm going to go with the Panthers in six. Yeah, I got my X factor in the series. is going to be Sam Bennett this time around. Sam Bennett. Oh, I like that. Yeah, good call. Good call. Okay, so let me ask then, does Bobrovsky give you enough faith that he can get the job done? Yes. If you're scratching a 30-goal scorer in Anthony Duclair, is there more concern with the Florida Panthers forward group because of that? I will answer that very quickly first. I have faith in Bobrovsky only because the team is so deep that they're not going to be hanging him out to dry every night. He's just going to have to make the saves that are savable. I I honestly think Bobrovsky will be okay. But my biggest thing, Florida was 0 for 18 on the power play. Mm. Panthers. Like they, I, I feel like there's some crazy stat out there. They're one of the only teams in NHL history to not score a power play goal in a round and still wins. So I, I, if they can figure out their special teams, it won't even be close, but we'll see. I still think it'll take six games. You got to give the Tampa the benefit a couple of times. Yeah. I, I have faith in Bobrovsky. He's going to have to make the saves that he sees. And then on top of that, um, they're going to get a couple of 10 bellers every game, grade A's or whatever you want to call yeah. it because of the power play. Um, and, and he, he's going to have to be their best penalty killer for sure. But yeah, yeah, I, I think that power play will work itself out. I, I just and I, you know on top of that, you got a thirty goal player waiting wings because he's uh, because he's struggling a little bit. It doesn't matter. They're 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 that deep um, that they're going to be able to roll four lines and, and sixty and have no problem. Yeah. Well, just to be contrarian and because I want Nick Paul to come back on the show, I will take Tampa in six. Ooh. Wow. But I'm, <laughs> okay. But I'm terrified that Braden Point is out for the series. I was going to yeah. say, Wally, I don't, I, like, are you just like hoping there's some miraculous yeah. upset here? Okay, fair yeah. enough. Well, yeah. It's tough to, to put out a team that's so battle-hardened, right? We saw that with Toronto. That I know, just, but there's, they're beyond that now, though. I honestly it, think they're beyond that now. Maybe Vasilevsky steals them. Okay, I'm yeah. just, uh, yeah. we'll move on. Carolina, yeah, the Rangers. This is the uh, D'Angelo series, if you will. Um, who do you like in this one? Matt, I'm going to start so, with you. 
Yeah. So instead of breaking down the whole series and then doing another breakdown and giving the pick, I'll just break it down really quickly and then give you my, is that okay? Yeah. Give you my pick. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So the season series between the two teams, this is to me the biggest indicator. Like this is the series that I have the least amount of notes on. Um, I Carolina took the series three, one during the year. New York just struggles against them. And this yeah. isn't a goaltender thing. It's both goalies. I mean, um, even Shesterkin lost both times to them. Uh, Golden average was just well, well over three a game. It was 3.63, I think. So I just think Carolina in their depth, I, I like their decor. They're getting some solid goaltending. I know Freddie Anderson was hurt, but they're still getting some good goaltending. Their forward de- depth is unquestionable. I'm going to go Carolina in six. But I like, I'd like to see New York win because I love seeing MSG light up. But I still think Carolina is going to take this series in six games. Bob. Am I up? Yeah. Uh, I had Carolina in six, actually. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I actually, it, there's something about going into Carolina and winning a game that is extremely hard. Um, oh, yeah. Totally. And now they have, and now the fans are there. Right? Like, so it makes it, I, it probably makes it way harder, but it's, a, it's one of the worst buildings to play in. Um, the way that they play right now, um, rolling the lines, the speed that they attack with. Um, I'm not sold on the defense Rangers being able to shut any line down, not just the top two. Um, Shesterkin, um, he's going to steal a game. I would, I would say. And then at one point, um, I would say that Carolina will get tra- they'll have a trap game where they'll probably play a little more run and gun than they need to play. And, yeah. and, and Panarin and those guys will make them pay in that one. But other than that, you, this is a team that doesn't adjust to you. They make you adjust to them I, like yeah. in, in every facet. And I mean, their D are so good. They're, they're, they're a very, very hard out for me. Um, when I pick Florida and Carolina in the next series, I'm going to have a really, really tough time, but totally. I got them. I got them. Yeah. I got them rolling through in six, um, yeah. you know, yeah. w- winning every home game. The only time, the only time, the only win they had this year was considered a steal. It was, it was New York's backup. Yeah. And they shut they shut Caroline out. I think they had like 45 saves. So I mean, yeah. it's gonna take just to your point, it's gonna take a le- like a legitimate steal here and there to get a couple wins. I just think Carolina is gonna be too overwhelming. And to Bobby's point playing in Carolina, like there's nothing sexy about that arena from a visitor's player standpoint. The dressing room is terrible. Like it's, it's awful. It's terrible. It's dark, it's cold, it's gloomy, it's, small. it's split in half. Yeah, like you're. We got to like, figure out where that. Where does the wind come from? In I don't oh know. My God. There's like a wind tunnel, and and like you're getting changed. You're putting your suits on, and there's like a moon landing every two minutes where your your ass is touching another guy's bare ass. Like, like it's just, it's 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 very. Um, yeah, it's just it's not a fun rink to play in. You go to Edmonton, you go in, you know, the new uh, uh, Detroit rink. A lot of the arenas yeah. now, the visitors' rooms are just as nice as the one we had in Ottawa. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just it's a hard building to play in, and with that fan base and that team, it's just going to be too much. Game, they're going to be done in six. Yeah, it's one of the few buildings where you're like, this can, can the bird take off from the parking lot? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring it in. Just, well, Bobby, win, it probably could. Lose. All it's those huge. parking lots, yeah. it's like desolate out there. But they tailgate. Like to, to Carolina's credit, they tailgate before their games there. Even during oh, yeah. the regular season, you'll see a couple people set up and you're you're rolling in there like four in the afternoon on like a Wednesday, and you're like, really? Like, are these people not working? They're boosting, waiting for the game to start. It's awesome. Brots and the buds going early there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would like to see a playoff game there. Yeah. Same. 
Yeah, I, I did a few. I did, uh, all, including the Eastern Conference final there. It's a really fun time. The All-Star game was there one year. It was actually quite enjoyable. Um, so who do you have, Wally? Uh, I want to pick Nika. The only, and I just wait till I give you my answer. But oh, You and I, your feel-good bullshit. Yeah, like, come on, he man. looked great at the end. I, why right. can't I cheer for people I like? I'm taking Carolina yeah, at six. I'm, no, how about, but, how about the how about the chemistry, by the way, between um uh Kreider and Zabanajad right now? Right. What what is where's Kreider coming from? Like I know he's always been a very good player. I'm not chirping Kreider, but like we're like, did you guys see this coming? Like, no. He's a goal scoring machine. No. It's crazy. No, yeah. if you told me that guy was ever gonna score 50, I would, I, right? I would call you a liar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Score 50, uh, score 30. But, like, right? Like, yeah, would you right? ever thought Chris yeah. Kreider would score 30 goals? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. I'm just, like, the chemistry that Mika and yeah. Kreider have right now is out of this world. Like, that that one-timer that Mika set up Kreider, and Kreider just shelves it. Like, he's, he's, he's finishing. That's the difference. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. But I think it's going to be a lot for them, because that Carolina decor is no joke. Uh, and they did look good. Like, the last two games, I thought the – Mika and company look pretty good. That's the only reason I thought they might have a chance here. Um, yeah. St. Louis, Colorado. Can we, do we need to say anything or do we just make the picks? No, I'll, I'll, I'll just do it. I'll do it really quickly. Unless Colton Pareko is going to play 40 minutes a night, which is not going to happen. <laughs> I see. I've got Colorado winning the series in five. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Exact same. <laughs> I, I had five. Come yeah. on. Really? I, I, I swear to God, because I thought, I, I always think that a team like St. Louis and it, well, actually any team that's in this part of the playoffs is going to find a way to win a home game. That's kind of where I go with that. Agreed. Um, and, but I don't even, honestly, I don't know if they do that. Like, and that's not a slight, they're a very good team, but they yeah. got some, they got some depth. Their power play was great. Yeah. So I, I think they'll probably steal a home game, but Colorado, I mean, I, and I know. there is that lot there, there is that layoff. So there might be a little bit of a shock. Uh, sure. Colorado system early so yeah. they might steal one there but yeah, yeah it's a five yeah but like, I honestly was going between four and five I'm like what do you yeah. do here so I, well, I, I and never five. mind Bobby never mind how good the team is like and we're talking from Darcy Kemper like we're talking about from goal all the way up never mind that like what about the x factor the altitude so you're going to go yeah. in there back and forth all the Colorado boys are very used to it you know I'm sucking wind out of my game skate warm-up yeah. You know, that's yeah. how hard it is to breathe in that building. Right. So, I mean, for me, it's simple. It's like, they've got the upper hand just about everywhere and at every position. St. Louis has a little more depth up front this year, but it, this is Colorado series to lose. In fact, you're right, Bobby, it could even be a sweep, but I'll give them a token game. That's uh, that's one of those buildings where the fucking place, man, you get, if you get a shift that's over 40 seconds, oh, like you're done. Three, just <laughs> yeah, hand up. Well, you taste, hey, you hey, taste I'm blood. Out. You can taste you, blood in your you lungs. Get, you get that copper, right? That copper blood. Yeah. And yeah. you just come back to the bench and you're like, God, you know, I'm a minus one. Like that's, that's a pretty good night. That's a pretty good night. Let's just get out of here. I know. I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Colorado in six. I'm just going to stretch. Not a boy, Wally. Finally on the same six? page. Good boy. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, I, I would say five because you talked me into it, but I can't pick the same as math. It's just, it bugs me no, too much. No, that's fine. Uh, and, and finally, for the first time in 31 years, uh, we get the uh, Battle of Ontario, the Oilers and Flames. Uh, should this be the most exciting of them all? Uh, and why will the Edmonton Oilers lose? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bobby, I'm going to start with you. Oh, you're put, okay. Um, this is the one that I put the least amount of focus into, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, I, I'm taking Calgary. And I'm taking them in seven. I think it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to go all the way. Um, 
I, I don't know. <laughs> there we go. So all that meth and I have the same exact. I'm taking Calgary and seven. The the two top end guys, Leon and, and Connor, are going to score and they're going to put up points. But Calgary's never shied away from running gun style. But if the game gets gritty, they can do that a little better too. Yes, they can. Aside from aside from Nurse and you know a, a couple of the bigger guys, I just like their team. Um, I think their their size um, for me and their speed kind of swallows up some of the Yamamoto's and the other guys in the series. Um, so I, I, I just think they're a deeper, more prepared team for this and, and they're going to success under Sutter. They're going to play that gritty game. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a physical series, but they're just, they just got the edge there for me. Yeah. And, and Calgary, they've proven that they can, they can win and play just defense. I mean, if they, they want to play that way. And if, I mean, you're not going to lock down McDavid to your point, Bobby and, and dry cycle. And I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Leon might be banged up right now, but in any He's case, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but in any case, you know, McDavid will, will his way some goals. He'll will himself into that game. You know, it's what we, what he did in the first round, yeah. but then you factor in the goaltending, you know, Mike Smith has to be a beast. Is he going to be a beast? I don't know. I mean, Markstrom is he's proven Calgary. Yeah. Calgary has proven that they can, they can just play like low scoring games and then hang on to it. I think they were only, they, what did they allow? I think I have it down here. They, they only scored, yeah, they only scored 12 goals in that first series and one. So that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I I'm with you, Bobby, I've got Calgary in seven. It can be considered a bit of a coin flip, but you have to give them the edge. They have home ice advantage. Um, they've got that big imposing defense core. Well, a couple guys, I should say on the back end and, and that's that depth, that I think is going to be the advantage for them up front. Over yep. So we'll see. I just, I don't know how to break it down other than it'll be a goaltending battle. It'll be a discipline battle. How are, how are teams going to do on special teams? Are you going to take advantage of those kills? Cause you know, there's going to be a lot of spicy games, a lot yep. of pushing and shoving, probably some calls. So how good your power play going to be? Right. So that's, but exactly. I, I'm going to give the edge to, to Calgary. And I want a lot of sound bites from Daryl Sutter. I mean, the Daryl Sutter sound bites are going to be incredible. It's that dry, sarcastic sense of humor. I, I can't wait for it. Oh, I used to hate interviewing him, uh, especially in the cup final. Cause you just, <laughs> right. You never knew how he was going to respond. And one day it was about, I don't know. I was out shoveling shit in the barn and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to ask. That's not He's going old to get school, me embarrassed. Man. Oh, I love it. Yeah. He's old school. Yeah. Um, I'll take Calgary and six in this one, but I will say like Cody Cece's on the Oilers and Kyle Turris was just recalled. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure. just kidding. Uh, all right. Okay. Those are the picks they're in. Um, I want to, I have a couple other questions before I let you go uh, on this date, by the way, I'm going to say brought to you by Boyd moving. Um, if you want better pay, more respect, more job security, it's time to move to Boyd moving. If you're an experienced mover, truck driver, just a hardworking go-getter who wants rewarding work, then it's time to turn your job into a career. Apply today at boydcareers.ca, Boyd moving. We keep Ottawa moving. On this date, gentlemen, this affects both of you. May 17th, 2017, the Senators score four goals in the opening 12 minutes and 52 seconds. They chase Marc-Andre Fleury, who's replaced by Matt Murray in goal. Uh, they win the game. Uh, it's the last appearance of Marc-Andre Fleury's career. However, it didn't end up very well at the end of that. Uh, but can you talk about this game and how you felt uh, this series was likely to play out once you chase the guy that's won a Stanley Cup in Marc-Andre Fleury? Bobby, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I thought it, I, I thought we should have scored two goals and um, and not chased them because that <laughs> very, you know, he, he changed the series around, really. Um, and then we were up 5-1, to one, I think, or 4-1. to one. 
at one point. Um, and Malkin, Crosby, Latang, none of them had had their touches in the series yet. They hadn't really been able to get going. And, and we took a penalty late and they scored on the power play and it was a nothing goal, but all three of them got on the board uh, in some, in some capacity there. I, I forget who scored, but it was, they all got a touch. And like, as an offensive player, even if the game's a throwaway and you get a touch towards the end, you look at it like it's a building piece, right? It's something that you, you can say, okay, we lost this game, but we fit something clicked there and they scored on the power play. And it was a, it was a, it was a stupid penalty. I can't remember who took it, but I do remember when I left the game, I was like that we just woke them up um, yeah. in a sense. And those guys, those guys played very well the rest of the series, but they, they hadn't done anything to that point, And we gave them an out. It felt like there. Great. Yep. Yeah. I, I, as a reporter covering that, I never would have thought of that as you guys pointing out winning five, one and thinking you just woke up the Pittsburgh Penguins. It, it's a very interesting take. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I remember talking to somebody on the bench, and I was like, "That that, that that's a serious changer." That penalty was to me. Wow, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask about the Penguins. One of the things is, are we seeing the end of that Penguin run because of now Malkin and Tang are both up as UFAs? There's a report that they've offered both of them three years at 15 million. When Crosby thinks it's, it's a low ball offer, or whatever, I don't even know if that's true. However. Uh, is it time now to see the change in the Penguins, uh, Matt? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think you just, I mean, ideally, if you're building moving forward and you can get an insane amount of pieces for these, for some of these players, obviously Crosby's not in the conversation, but yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, 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 I think for me, I think for me, it's, it's, you just, you just keep this out, you know, like if you know, they're so attached to that fan base and, and they're in they're embedded in the city. They've had a lot of history there. I think that as long as they've got some mileage on their, you know, their game and we saw Sid play out of his mind again. I mean, for his age, he looked just as effective as he was 10 years ago. He was incredible. So I think if you're ownership, you're probably thinking for as long as we have Sydney and Malkin and Latang, but particularly with Sid, you just keep building around him until you, you have a better idea of when he's probably going to want to get out and you stay the course. I mean, right now it's still a good recipe. I mean, I, I think I still maintain Mario couldn't have left that ownership group at the at a better time. Right. I mean, they're brilliant. If you think about it, because you have to think they will start to regress a little bit and trend downwards, but uh, yeah, as I said, just stay the course, keep building around Sid for as long as you can until he gives you an indication that he might have his last year coming up or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think I think they I agree with everything Mess said. I think they probably should, but they I don't think they will. I think one of one of those guys is going to be gone, only in the sense that um, Ron Hextall doesn't give a shit about what you did before he got there, and he Good is point. not an emotional guy. He it does it, like it's not going to change his day to watch one of them walk because he doesn't want to pay a certain amount of money. Obviously, you sit your captain; he's your guy, so you have to say we did everything we could. And if you can't say that to Sidney Crosby, then you got some drama in the room and you got some other things. But I, I think that they're at, they're going to be asking for too much. Um, Latang yeah, just had his best offensive year. I know. Um, it's crazy. Some Somebody's going to give him seven plus, right? Somebody will do it. Um, but I don't know if Chris Latang is Chris Latang without those guys around him. So that makes it different. Um, 
I, I don't know Gino from hello, um, but my guess is five million to him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, see ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was. My guess is that he's he's somewhere on the beach in Florida. Going, no, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what his thought process is, but somebody would give him a three year deal at seven for sure right now. So right. Um, I th- I think one of them walks this year. I think it's it's not because they want to turn a page, but because financially they're going to say it's time. No, and and I think that's better for the organization. I mean, I think I think yeah. ideally you have to cut ties with one of them. I mean, you, you need pieces, you know, you want to, you need young pieces to come back in and kind of fill that void for the next X amount of years. Right. So uh, you'll get a nice return with either Malkin or Latang. Obviously I just, I don't know. I, that that's, I'm not envious of that position because I feel like no matter what you decide to do, it's lose, lose. You know, if you're, if you're Hextall and you have to make a decision there, you're talking about big time fan favorites. It's very murky to deal with that kind of stuff. But in any case, I'm with you, yeah. Bobby. You make a good point there. Uh, last question, Bobby. I promise I'll let you go. Is um, All right. if if there's uh, you don't want to make any changes with the Penguins necessarily, what do you do about the Leafs? Lots of questions about do the Leafs need to make changes? Yeah. So um, it's an interesting dilemma. They, they deserve perhaps a better fate in round one. Uh, if they just gotten past it, we would not be having this conversation. Uh, do you need to make some changes with the Toronto Maple Leaf lineup in order to win? Um, you might, but you you can't because you paid everybody twelve million bucks. So like <laughs> nobody's nobody's going Hands unless you're moving. Yeah, you're not moving Matthews, right? And oh. Marner's not getting moved. Um, I don't. You're know moving what you Nylander. Do. You're moving Nylander. Gonna, you're moving him. Um, you can't move JT. Nobody's taking that contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Nylander would be the guy. Um, but at times I thought he was their best player again. And at times I thought he was their worst player again. So he's, yeah. he's kind of an enigma and I think he's the guy that goes, but honestly, you, you can't even get mad at him for the series because I thought that they outplayed the lightning for a lot of it. So um, do I. they, I mean, they, they, there's a dramatization about what they need to do because they lost in the first round. And this is a team that's a Stanley cup favorite, but you lost to a two time Stanley cup champion in the last two years, you did not lose to a team that you should beat. Like it wasn't a Boston situation or you lost to the best team. Yeah. yeah. You lost to the best team in the world over the last 700 days. That's all it is. So I don't, I don't think you need to blow anything up. You just need to kind of tinker with, with some spots and, uh, and that's it. Um, but yeah. yeah, if anybody goes, it's going to be Nylander. I'm, I'm positive of that. I just don't know if you do it. They're just missing. They're missing something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, and this is, it's Another, I'm, I know, yeah, I'm, I know I'm repeating myself, but you know, I don't envy the GMs. I don't envy Dubas's position. Like if you're Kyle Dubas right now and you have to figure out what to do this summer, like you move Nylander maybe, and you get a couple nice depth pieces. Like I, for me, they need a power forward. They need a legitimate power yeah. forward, not a guy who's on his way out. And I'm, I'm nothing but respect for guys like Kyle, Kyle Clifford and Wayne Simmons and company. Like those guys have paid their dues. They deserve nothing but respect but you need, you need a guy that come in your top six and be an imposing player to play against like a Dubois or an Anderson, or I'm not saying Tom Wilson. I mean, the, the, I understand there, there isn't a ton of them out there, but they're missing that. They're missing a guy that's just hard to play against. that can still put the puck in the back of the net, good at net front, you know, their decor. I don't know what you do there. I mean, they were missing Rasmus Sandin in the first round. That's a top pairing defenseman. So that hurt them, but yeah. and goaltending is Jack Campbell, your goalie moving forward. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think so, but maybe he is. So, uh, you know, you mentioned Nylander. I, 
I thought he was okay. I still think pedestrian is the term I, I, I would use there. He kind of, he kind of rides the coattails a little bit, right? Like, yeah. he, you know, like, you know, they're up four one, he might end up scoring an extra goal and he's on the game sheet, you know, like, but he's not scoring that game winner. He's not, he's not the game breaker in your lineup. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know what you do there. It's that's hard. I'm uh yeah. To your point too, if, if, if you don't ride Jack Candle, Campbell, you need to find the $5 million goalie. Right. So, um, and I don't think a lot of guys, like there's not a lot of goalies that are looking at Toronto going, this would be great, you know, because they play <laughs> run and gun. Yeah. It's like they, you're giving up, you're giving up 10 bellers every night. So if you let one of them yeah. in, you lose five to four and you're yeah. like, but I had a 90 save percentage, but I let the big one in. Nobody wants that. Yep. Cause you're just going to get lampooned in the media by those guys that run that. No, well, it's not appealing. And look at your second line center. Like we all know Jay John's a great guy. Like Tavares, I met him. He's really nice. Loves the game. Kind of a hockey nerd, right? Like, like Spezza, yeah. like just knows every stat, knows everything. But like the foot speed, like things like that, you know, like I, I all I could think was like, man, that's your second line center. And like Pat Maroon beat him in a foot race for a puck, you know? So it's like, you know, and Patty's a beauty. I know he's a good guy and it's, you win with him, but I'm just saying as an example, like that's your second line guy. And, you know, often pretty absent for the most part throughout that round. So, and it was, you know, no surprise. I mean, that's not a guy I expected to dominate either way. So they've, yeah. they've got their work cut out for this summer and there's some deals in there that handcuffs them. So I don't know what yeah. you do, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I'll stop at that. Yeah. All it's right. going to be an interesting follow. Yeah. Yeah, certainly it's never a dull moment in Toronto. Uh, Bobby, I hope the day is filled with dolphins in the water for you. Uh, and I hope, Matt, <laughs> you can find enough change to fill your tank. Thank you. <laughs> See you, boys. Thanks Thank for stopping by. Always a pleasure. See you guys. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 